Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to a new podcast episode. Today's an odd one, isn't it? Today started off quite mellow and quite chilled. Towards the middle, towards it, there's some outrageous bits today. Please listen to the end of this. You're going to love it. I think this is the most open... If I'm honest, I'm, I'm almost regretting some of the things I've said in today's podcast. That's that's good, because we've got some good clips for YouTube. It's also the full thing is on YouTube for the first time ever, really. So full clip, you can watch, listen, whatever you want to do. So in today's episode, we talk Paige Brannock beef. Yes. We clear the air, or don't clear the air, find out. <laughs> gave it away then. We talk about my break 75s, what I need to do better, mm-hmm. what I've done worse, where I play next week. An exciting trip that we can't tell you loads about, because we don't want to get mobbed. Your new wedges. Mine, yeah. My um, <clears throat> tarnished past. My bad boy history. Yeah, that really was quite a strange bit, that. Really strange. Went on for quite a while as well. Yeah. And it always happened on the Dear Rick section. So our fantastic sponsor, Motocaddy, uh, really um, come to this podcast, you know, thinking it's going to give them some real quality content, some real good brand association. And every time it takes a nose dive into Rick's dark, dark past. <laughs> We've got some new mics. We've got a new roadcaster thing in my jig that hopefully is going to help with the audio. Curtains. Um, and also curtains, soundproofing, things on the wall and everything. So make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Um, we won't give too much away. Apart from that, let's dive straight into episode number 75. So of an old-fashioned one, two, three. Yeah, win. Um, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. This is episode number 75. Yep. Coincidentally. Yeah. Great 75. Um, powered by our really good friends, Motor Caddy, who are the number one powered electric trolleys in golf. 100%. I was kind of hoping then you were going to forget to say it again, and I was going to leave you for as long as possible and then say, who have you forgot to thank? You did it. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Uh, here with producer Guy. Um, we are just me and Guy today. Just going to chat golf-ish chat about other stuff just it's just a nice relaxed one we've had quite a lot of guests on recently mm. in fact we had we had now three back-to-back guest episodes it wasn't back-to-back we had a week after dan whittaker we had a gap then with oh, sophie yeah. then with david cannon they were good though weren't they, they were really good the feedback we've had on the on the guest podcast have been amazing so thank you so much for that um also i think we should nice and early celebrate the fact that now the rick shields golf show youtube channel has surpassed 100,000 subscribers. Nice. A little clap off, little <laughs> clap off stage there. 100,000 subscribers, that's cool, isn't it? It is, but the only problem is with these milestones, you get really excited for it, and then you hit it, and it's like, right, what's next? Do you know what I mean? I really appreciate it, everybody subscribing. A little so bit the, how, come on, sorry. The YouTube plaque's on its way. Yeah. It's going to go where the Sevy books are at the moment. On, we'll just move on, on my up. side. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You can have that one. Um, excited, so it should be arriving soon, and we'll we'll... Um, I think we should unbox it on the podcast Ooh, when it arrives. Good. 
So that will be good. Not sure when it's coming. YouTube said it's it's on order, so we'll get it. We'll get it unboxed live on a podcast coming soon. That's gonna be good to listen to when you're driving. Just bring it up in a box. <laughs> a little bit of housekeeping though. Um, there's been a problem with Apple Podcasts, and it's annoying. So if you listen to this podcast on, on Apple, which most people do, or a lot of people do. There's been this weird problem where for some people, you go on on the Tuesday morning and it's just there, ready for your episode 74, 75, whatever it might be, listen to it straight away. For other people, including me, it takes like 24 hours to come on, so sometimes Wednesday. So what's so, your top tip for people? My top tip is to either listen on Spotify as well, which is completely free to do. So if you're an Apple user and never really heard of Spotify, just download it. It's completely free. You can have a free account. And just search Rick Shields Golf. Just search Shields Golf. That's what I sometimes do with other podcasts because it's not just us. It's having to other people that make podcasts. It's hard to find them. It's really frustrating. The good news is we are ending up on Apple every week, but sometimes a day later. The other top tip, the other good news is from last week. This is, well, this is the first real, real week. The podcast, the full-length podcast, is also available on YouTube. So some people will be watching me as I'm saying this. There's that camera there. Hi, everyone that's watching. Um, nice to see you. People that are listening, you have got you can flip between. You could listen to this. Well, the vibe I'm going for, right, you could be driving. Yep. Listen to the podcast, you're 32 minutes in, you get to a good dear Rick, you go, actually, I'm going to save that when I get home, I'm going to put the YouTube video on, skip to 32 minutes, or watch it again, your choice, and then watch the dear Rick. I like it. We're also still going to be releasing clips on the second channel as mm-hmm. well, so if the, if you just want a little a little nugget of the podcast, a little 10-minute ten, ten nugget, we're going to make that nice and easy for you as well. You so, said nugget a lot these days. You are. You've said it a lot. <laughs> Do you remember the week you said why you saying the word I nugget? I it's all the time. And as well, you do a perfectly McNugget-sized nugget, and you get—I mean, you know when you get twenty nuggets from Mackey's, Rick's holding the exact same size as a nugget because nugget, nugget, nugget. I'm not sure how that is. It's fine. It, yeah, you like you have a thing though where you get a word. I feel like your you, word at the moment is vibe. Vibe, yeah. You're saying vibe a lot because I give out. If a we're going to be nitpicking, if we're going to pick up on each other's, you know, yeah. But what's better, walking around saying vibe or going around with nugget? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll let, the, we'll let the listeners be the judge of that. Um, where are we going with today's podcast? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. We've got a chilled out vibe. Okay. We've got a controversial vibe to start with. Okay. So, can I set the scene for you and for the listeners? Yes. Last week, or week before last, we had Sophie Walker on, who was absolutely class. The comments about Sophie Walker's podcast were phenomenal. People loved her. Yeah. I must admit, and you should be good, because obviously she's got loads of good stories, she's media trained, but she was probably even better than I thought. Just yep. the conversation was so good. And we, as always, had questions from our awesome Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, feel free to join. It's um, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast on Facebook. And we'll often ask for questions before a podcast. And we had loads for Sophie, but we could only pick half a dozen. And one of the questions was, um, what do what does Sophie think of like Paige Baranek and is she good for golf? Yes. So I put that forward to Sophie. And if you remember, if you've heard the podcast, listen closely, I actually said at the start, we can cut this out if we don't answer it, which we never do. The podcasts are always kind of long form and just what you hear is what, what goes on. There's never really, We don't ever cut anything because there's never anything to cut, really. And Sophie said, why would I want to cut that out? No, I'll answer that question. You know, So we had a discussion about Paige Branick and um, the clip on YouTube on the second channel did quite good numbers. People which, were very interested in the topic. Yeah. Now, we did use quite a provocative thumbnail little bit now i don't want to say clickbait because for me when i think of clickbait and a clickbait video will be you saying rick shields i'm quitting youtube yes. and you click on that video and it's go right guys i'm going to review the new pro v1 today yeah, you thought i was going to quit youtube but i've completely misled you i, I think there's a gray area we, we sometimes get 
wrongly accused of clickbait. And like I say, it, for me, clickbait is when it's really, really misleading. Mm. Like when it's completely not related to the video whatsoever. Where if it's just a, a juicy part, if it's a headline story of that video and we use that for the title, that's not clickbait. Well, if you had any, if you had any other industry, like if you had a restaurant, you're not going to put on the windows, we sell rubbish food, are you? You're going to sell, you know, we sell succulent Most nuggets. Correct. <laughs> correct. Our vibe in this place is very chilled, chilled out, entertaining vibe. You're going to enjoy it. Exactly. Correct. Best drinks, best food, best atmosphere. So it's not really clickbait. But anyway, we did that video about Paige, did good numbers. And off the back of it, Paige, who has her own very, very successful podcast, was a little bit annoyed at us, more so you, um, I would say. And she was a little bit angry for a couple of reasons. I'm going to let you elaborate on this big in a minute, but let me just set the scene. She was a little bit angry that people keep asking, is Paige good for golf? And I can get that to some degree. And she was also a bit annoyed that you kind of sat there and didn't slag her off, but also didn't big her up. You just kind of sat there very muted. And the third thing she was annoyed about was that when we put that video out onto Twitter, the, the link to, to YouTube, we didn't ever tag her. It just said, is she good for golf or is this good for golf? And then there was the video below it. She would have liked to have been tagged and she felt like you had a relationship to some degree where you speak on DMs occasionally, you really kind of pally and stuff. So that's where we're at. She yes. then did her podcast and yes. for about 10 minutes, literally was almost shouting. She was very, very angry. She, she was very, kind of rightly so to some degree, I guess. She was upset that, you know, Lead it to me. Yeah, go. So it's really interesting. For me, the topic, the question obviously came from one of our followers, as you mentioned, and we asked Sophie her opinion. That was the question. It, she was a guest on our podcast, and we asked Sophie's opinion. I sat back. I didn't really say a great deal because it was, again, not my time to say anything. And I feel, certainly in the past, over social media, albeit Instagram, YouTube, I've, I've left several messages, um, you know, like I said, we've exchanged messages, me and Paige, before in the past, and she's jumped on one of my videos before in the past as like a little cameo role, and I've always been outrageously supportive of what she does. I think what she does in her, probably break it down into a couple of things. Let's start, let's start off with golf first. What does she do for golf? Well, she makes golf look cool, yep. for one. Like, she makes golf, she's always out there in beautiful weather, swinging the golf club fantastically she obviously is a very talented golfer she probably would admit it she didn't wasn't talented enough to make it out on full tour which is obviously super hard to do so would you say she was a better level than yourself obviously in the women's game i think she yeah because she went through that like college game and everything she can play then and i I feel like when you go through that kind of college build up and you've got that that pedigree of, of of competitiveness in you she probably could switch it on and, and properly play. And she practices plenty and she's got a great golf swing. She's obviously looking at now getting new clubs. She's had sponsored clubs in the past and now she's almost like reviewing clubs on a YouTube channel and seeing which one's best of her, etc. So for golf, I think she's unbelievable role model. I think whether she'll get many people into golf, I don't know. Don't know if that's hard to measure. I guess really hard to measure. But with millions of followers that she has, millions on youtube on well maybe not youtube millions yet but she gets some massive views on youtube mm-hmm. on instagram twitter whatever other platform she has it would be wrong to say she doesn't bring people into golf she doesn't put people off golf let's be honest yeah she's definitely not doing anything wrong for golf correct so she's got to be bringing people into golf so that's that side from a business side i think early days and sophie alluded to it on the, on the podcast when we had her in i don't think she quite got it right from the early start which is hard because she was, and she said it in her, in her Instagram 
uh, bio. She's the OG, the original Instagram golfer girl. Yeah. She is, without question. And I think at first you made, not wrong decisions, but companies, um, is that the right word, almost wrongly um, utilised her mm-hmm. in, in a way that she maybe wasn't quite switched on enough at the time. And she'll probably again admit that. Now, I feel like she's got a business lined up. She would charge a lot of money for appearances, a lot of money for ads, a lot of money for sponsorship deals, whatever it may be. And she justifies that yeah. value because, again, to get eyeballs and the interaction she gets on her posts are outrageous. The engagement's through the roof. She's got, I think, collectively, it's probably upwards of 10 million followers, I think, because she's got, oh, maybe not quite, but she's got, I think she's got 3 million on Insta, roughly. Same yeah. on Facebook, that's six. Quarter of a million or something on YouTube, and then yeah. about 400,000 on Twitter, and then TikTok as well. So she's upwards of 10 mil, yeah. and her engagement is high. Yeah, every time she posts, loads of comments. Um, and, and, you know, in that side of things, as a business, I think she's done a really good job as well. Mm-hmm. So there's no, for me, there's almost no massive downside to it. The only thing that I think some think as a downside is that she is using her beauty, her sex appeal, whatever as a advantage but i don't think that if i had it i would do that as well do you know what i mean so if Paige is listening there's no beef there's no um i didn't say a lot in that podcast because it wasn't my time to say anything um but i've been chats to her since we've cleared the air and she's hoping to come on the podcast soon yeah be good i think do you wish you had said this on the podcast now last week or well, probably the, week the only before? thing uh, the last maybe the last line i should have maybe said looking back at it i watched the clip back and gone i didn't say a lot did i and and i don't know why i didn't say a lot there was no reason why it's not that I'd, if if let's say sophie which i'm sure she wouldn't have done but if the guest had started saying oh i really don't like uh you know she's not great for golf then that's probably where i would have jumped in and gone no you're wrong there yeah it was probably just because i was in agreement with Sophie. Well, actually, neither of us, and rightly or wrongly, kind of expressed our views because on that YouTube clip, a lot of, it actually got really good. Not only did it get good views, it got really good engagement, which is the biggest thing. And it was a grown-up conversation. It was, it was completely a grown-up conversation. And, and the, like I said, it, it was obvious it was going to get clicks because of the thumbnail, let's be honest. But the actual comment section was really good, and I think most people really enjoyed it. And the like-to-dislike ratio was really high as mm. well. It's quite common if you get like a clickable video that people do dislike it for whatever reason, but it didn't. The only thing I think I would disagree with her to some degree, or not maybe, not maybe disagree, but is she said in that on her podcast as well that she's very kind of sick of people saying is she good for golf and she had it for the last five years. So I understand that. She probably is sick of it that through five years of her making content and good content, people are saying is she good for golf. But I, I also, on that, I get sick of people asking me, am I sponsored? Exactly. Like... Are you, a pre- it, are you a real pro? Do you, do you get paid to review those equipments? The questions that I get asked, and we, we see it on social media all the time, that I get asked all the time. And, and that's it. And I think, unfortunately for Paige, if she wants to continue growing, which she will do, and gaining more subscribers and more followers, and attracts more non-golfers and golfers to the game, unfortunately for her, if you like, that question is going to happen. You can't have both ways. You can't be gaining new subscribers, and you're the same as this. You can't be gaining new subscribers and then be upset and people say you're sponsored because new people who have questions to ask. Exactly. So for Paige, as long as she keeps growing, which again, she will continue to do, I'm sure, it's going to happen. It's going to keep popping up. She might say, well, she thought better of us to ask that question, but equally, we had so many people who were enjoying the conversation, so... I think it was good. I'm glad you've kind of sorted out with her yeah. and there's no beef. Well, there isn't. We've not. We've probably not had the opportunity to ask many people the question either because, you know, when we did put the... When we when people knew we had Sophie on the podcast, 
probably st- that person that you p- picked out wasn't the only time somebody asked about Paige. Like, yeah. she is a hot topic in golf, and rightly so, because she has such a massive following. So there's no beef. Can't wait to get her on the podcast. Um, if we have to clear the air again, I'll clear the air. So I bang my watch in. Not anger. Um, and it'd be great to do a... Stop banging your watch, Rick. It'd be great to do a YouTube video again in the future. No, the that, old, that we've done a proper The last, yet. last, last thing I would just kind of semi-disagree with, I think she made a really good argument and she was very passionate and it was great to see. The last thing I would just say it wasn't quite fair. She said in her podcast that you, we were kind of, again, slagging off other influencers and you're an influencer. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't quite true. What we, we were getting to is that we're not, I'm personally not a big fan of when people come into golf create a space whether that be instagram or youtube and don't really have an interest in the game but i've thought that's an easy way to get some followers because it's quite a still quite a small market really and there's a few people i'm not going to start naming names there's a few people who've cropped up on instagram the last couple of years who put such a such thing golf at the end of the name and just post pictures and don't really actually play golf and i think that is wrong someone like uh, mia baker has done a great thing which is come into golf and she's got a great following. She actually wants to get good at golf. Yeah, she's doing she's something good for the low. game. She's she, making it. In, you know, we had her on the podcast. And she was great. So it's not that you've got an issue with influencers. It's people that choose as an easy way to get followers. That's the problem. I think there's different categories of influencers. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I know I am that. And even though I'm not the biggest fan of that term, I know I am an influencer. It's what it's kind of comes with the role. But it, it's like you said that there's different categories of golf of influencers, should I say? And that that's not just in golf; that's across all genres. Whether it's in the beauty world, whether it's in the um, hair and makeup, whether it's in the protein stuff from like muscle people, I bet I bet that's a nightmare because as soon as you get a bit beefed up in the gym, suddenly you're promoting protein bars and whatever, and you're getting a following from it and getting paid from it. So it's it's just that fine balance. It's not against influencers as a whole. There is just some bad nuggets of <laughs> influencers out there which sometimes bring the name uh, the, the put a bad mark against influencers do you remember when i used to be an influencer when i um started pushing the uh, mini egg chocolate bar exactly so you know if you don't like influencers you don't like me i said there's some good ones <laughs> that was a really good one um so hopefully that's cleared the air that'll be a good clip for youtube as well so i've got another bite of the ch- <laughs> thanks page um <laughs> Okay, we have got a trip of a lifetime, quite literally a trip of a lifetime coming up in a couple of weeks. Well, not effectively. And for, from actually, this week, we've yeah. listened to this, we'll be going. So we're actually filming this a week today. So we're filming this on the Friday before the Tuesday the podcast comes out. But a week today, we are going on a trip of a lifetime. I Let's spill some beans. Well, the I only think. problem is, I'm no. just thinking now, if we do say where it is, are people going to start pitching up? You love that, did it? No, I don't. A little bit, but no. I, I, uh, we're going to Scotland. Going to Scotland, and it's a it is a trip of a lifetime. Yes, it's going to be four days that are going to be absolutely banter, boys, beers, bucket list <laughs> material yes. type of stuff. So, really looking forward to it. Uh, the whole crew's going up. Me, guy, uh, Harry, Tim, and Matt. The 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 crew behind these wonderful videos that we produce um it's going to be epic we're going to do a podcast up there as well which will spill more beans about the actual trip because we'll have been up there and done it by then um i'm just a bit conscious about saying too much because i don't want too many people watching you i get nervous when people watch Mm. let's be honest so it'd be better if nobody knew where we're going (laughs) but it's going to be very exciting people are probably putting tunes together now you said um scotland but and bucket list, yeah. I've always wanted to go there and play. I've been there, but I've always wanted to play it there. Yeah, 
So if you don't know where it is by now, you're not doing so well. I'm not telling you when and what day and how. You say a week today and it's out there. Going up, but it doesn't mean, yeah. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Um, loads of clips coming, loads of YouTube uh, footage, um, which will be released over the next couple of weeks and months. I'm excited. Sorry we didn't elaborate on that too much. <laughs> it's what happens when you've got a massive, huge following. You get on the first tee and there's hundreds of people going, Rick, 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 Rick. And then I shank it. Speaking of shanking it, Rick 75. <laughs> Didn't shank it this week. Thanks. Like you did at JCB, off the course. Um, okay, so, so far, let, let's have a proper dive into this now, because okay. I feel like we've not proper dived into it for a few weeks. So we're up to now episode number seven. Episode number eight will be coming out this week that you're listening to the podcast. Yes. So far, we've done Marriott, 77. I won't go through them all. St. Anzold Links, not great. Uh, Mia, very good. One under. Presbrit, two over. Um, JCB, a million over, uh, but really enjoyed the experience. And Celtic Manor, last mm-hmm. week with Jack, decent, but could have been better. Putting was horrendous. This week, which you would have seen, Presbury. Yes. Not Presbury. No. Stockport. Stockport with Hannah Davis. With Hannah Davis. Summarise my performance this week. Solid. Putting's yes. still poor. You yeah, need to work is. on your putting. Another thing I've found about your game, actually, and I've said this to you on the day, and I've said it to you since... I don't think you're good at judging shots or flyer lies. Yeah, I'm not. There was a hole, the par five, where it was 14th, a dog leg right, 13th. where it was a massive dog leg right. You hit a decent enough drive over the corner, took a bit off. Kind of a little bit of a drawy one, but yeah. it was perfectly fine. What did you have in? Was it 230? <laughs> like 230, so It yeah. was a long way in, but you were in a proper, you were in a quite thick rough that was quite wet, but like, not thick, like deep, but like nice, what's the word I think? What that? Lush. Lush rough, that's it. A bit wet. It was... Wind behind, very kind of flat hole with quite bouncy fairways, and you're going to hit three iron. And you're also, not only that, you've got like quite a chunky three iron, a drive nine, really, haven't yeah. you? And I was like, that's going to be well too much. Should I go four? And I said, no, go five. You hit five. It probably wasn't, maybe you needed a four and a half iron, really. Yeah. But you got on the green, pretty much. Were you on the green or just off? You were on the, the green. green. Put in for eagle. If you'd have hit your three iron, you'd have been potentially lost ball big or something. Well, the other thing as well, like that three iron out of that rough would have been a much harder shot. Yeah, less lost. I, I might. I might, yeah, it might have flushed out, but I might have also only hit it 150 yards down the fairway, you know. And that's something you did the other day. We did that ping ball video, which I'm not sure if that'll be out yet or not, but you were going to hit a... That was a weird one, that Seven one, iron. Yeah. Nice. No, what were you going to hit? I was. I was, I was about 178, 175 to the flag. Did I say go wedge or something? Yeah, you said nine. Nine. And I, I was in, just in the rough. Ball was set up quite nicely, and I had seven iron out because the pin was at the back, and I don't know, I just... I do like hitting shots hard, so I don't know why over the last couple of times I've opted to go for a slightly bigger club, because I had seven, my hand on seven, guy said nine, and we compromised on eight. These it are all the big. things you don't see behind the, yeah. uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> guy basically caddish for me all the way around. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. My, my I feel like I'm swinging it better. I feel like my misses have got slightly better. My driving round Celtic Manor was outrageously good. It was good. really good. My driving round Stockport was sketchy. Some unbelievable drives, but then a couple of missed lefts, actually. Quite a few mm. big lefts, uh, which I've been kind of working towards. Wedge play feels nicer. I'm hitting greens, which is a positive. Yeah, I'm not getting in that close just yet, but I'm hitting greens. Um, bunker play was good. Uh, iron play, a little bit drawing with my irons. Overall, I feel like it's close. For me, though, how do you feel like the attitude differs I think there's been three standout rounds, and I think I could have probably even done four. My attitude at Mia, Presbury, Stockport, yeah. whether I play better in Cheshire, who knows, way more just like 
chilled, confident, relaxed. Like I never felt in any of those three rounds I was going to shoot a big number. I think it's because it's courses that you've played before, which helps to some degree. But because it is local, you just go, you just turn up a little bit before, hit a few putts, go in the net, and I think you just feel relaxed. Whereas yeah. when we went to that Celtic Manor, not only was it quite a tough course, it was like a three-hour drive. It was quite like a, it felt like a big day, didn't yeah. it? Same with JCB. Yeah. Obviously, that was solid as well. But I think when you go to somewhere that you just feel a bit more relaxed, that you play better. I think when you've got history of a of a golf course, it's much better. Mm-hmm. When you've actually got history of, let's say, I've played May a million times, I know I can shoot well around there. I've played Presbury a million times, I know I can shoot well around there. It's just the ones where, you know, like a JCB, I never played it. Celtic Man, I never played it. And I don't have any good memories of the place to mm. know that I can shoot under par, for example. What about the shot at um, Stockport, out of the furry bunker? You hit three iron. I said, oh, I hit like a seven iron, just get out of the furry bunker. You hit a three iron and you hit the lip and it bounced. <laughs> so the other thing we've not actually mentioned yet, so Stockport, because the video's come out yet, hopefully you've watched it. I shot 73, so two over par. So I broke um, I broke 75 comfortably, obviously, by two. Um, on the six hole par five, I hit it in a fairway bunker annoyingly and with this new chunky three iron I've got in the bag because I've dropped my, th- dropped my two iron, which we've not really said much about because actually my two iron broke on the driving range at JCB, mm. which we actually never include in the video. Um, so I've got this like chunkier three iron now, this Titleist U500, I think it is, or 510. I think it's the 500. Can't those, forget with those two. <clears throat> it's the slimmer one anyway. Um, I was in this fairway bunker, 230 yards out, and I rocketed this beautiful high draw three iron out the bunker, nowhere near the lip. Guy and Matt, who was there filming, thinks it caught the lip. Me and Harry, who was also filming, knew it didn't hit the lip. It was com- sailed over comfortably, right up towards the green, and a three-putted for par. Mm. Did it the lip, though. But, um, but no, this, it's been... Go on, sorry, what? So we would have played it mm-hmm. while this podcast coming out. Hillside, this week. How do you think I'm going to get on? Hmm. It's a golf course I've played a number of times. But it's not it's not easy. What do you know what T is gonna be going off? As far back as we're allowed. The, the maximum length of the golf course is seven thousand yards. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't mean this to be a, a cock. Um I think breaking eighty will be very impressive. Okay. But I'm not I just think it will. Yes. I'm playing with Spencer who's a young junior there, who who has featured on a golf a video, a video I did before where I was doing a golf bit of challenge, playing with the golf clubs when I was 11 years old. And if you remember, joined up with a young lad and we played three holes and uh, that was Spencer and he chipped, he slam dunked that wedge in, do you remember? Yeah. He's 16 now, playing off one. Um, he's a member there. Will he beat you? I'd, do you think I should maybe try, even though we're going to play stroke play, do you think I should almost mentally try and play match play against him? Mm. Maybe, actually, yes. I feel like that help, That would help me. The only thing I think you sometimes do when you're playing is like, I feel like you go for birdie puts, like we've said this before, but too much because <laughs> it's for a birdie. I do. I just like the birdie sauce on the videos. I know. Yeah, I, I need. I really, really need to work on my putting. It's something I'm going to work on over the weekend, ready for Monday when playing at Hillside and there's been some change at the golf course so if you don't know hillside it's one of the best best links golf courses here in the uk it's actually right next door to raw burtdale it kind of gets overshadowed a little bit by raw burtdale just because obviously burtdale is the open venue etc but it's a stunning golf course the bat nine is absolutely gorgeous 
we played there with Spencer a couple of years ago, didn't we? We did. You lost. I lost quite literally like eight, golf balls. eight balls. Yeah, I was four. I can't remember how I played that day. I think I you played right. okay. I think you shot fifteen over. You're quite happy. <laughs> um, so seventy five. It's been a good series. People are loving it. Just something I wanted to address. I think it's actually a question I got. We've had some really good Facebook questions again today. And I'm going to kind of bounce them throughout this episode. Uh, but one of them, which I'm going to find hopefully straight away. Yeah. Um, bear with me for one sec. Um, why does this always happen? When I want to find the question, it takes it takes ages to come up. Okay, got it. Michael Hung has said, can we have extended cuts of the Break 75 series, more of a vlog style? Um, you could release them on the second channel maybe. It's a good question. We've had a lot of people in the Facebook group saying about they wish, they wish the videos were longer. And even in the comment section of the videos, people want them to be longer. We're not going to make them any longer, are we? We are going to make them shorter, if anything. Shorter and better. No, the reason we're not going longer is because I think 20 minutes is the absolute top it could be. What's been our longest so far? Probably 17 like 18. or 18. And it's a balance because obviously the people are commenting and in the Facebook group and listen to the podcast are kind of hardcore fans, if you like, which is great. But a lot of people that watch just kind of watch casually. And if they became much longer, people, the vast majority would get a bit bored. I mean, they could be an hour long. They could be. Comfortably an hour long. Because it's 18 holes of golf. We could show many more of the shots with the guests. We could show... You know, so much more of the dialogue, the bits in between the shots. But like you're saying, it, it's, that's not the, the the vibe, to use one of your words. That's not the vibe we're going for. But, but also, when you even though we've had some amazing guests on and there's been some good chat off camera, when you do play golf, if, if we were playing and you hit one straight and I go a bit left, you go, you kind of walk off the tin, and you kind of walk together, but also might go on your phone, have a quick scroll and kind of start to walk separate ways. It's not always exciting. And I think what people have enjoyed about these videos is that kind of fast-paced, how there's no kind of dead space. So if we did make them longer, people wouldn't actually enjoy them quite as much. I think people think they want them longer, but the majority would tune out. Yeah. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. There's a couple of really cool spin-off series I've got planned, or we've got planned for After Break 75, because we're only doing 12 episodes this Mm. year. That's it, 12 episodes. We're up to number eight this week, so there's not many left. So glad glad everyone's enjoying them. Um, and then I've got a couple of ideas for spin-off show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Those, uh, which will be coming for the latter end in the fall 2021. <laughs> Are you ready for a Dear Rick? Let's do it. What I like about Dear Rick is it's sponsored by my favourite people in the world, some Literally. could say, yeah. by Motocaddy. That's the best. It is, and the beauty of a Dear Rick is, not only do you get a little bit of her time, it looks anonymous, but you get a little bit of her time on the, the world's biggest golf podcast, but you get put into a draw for a Motocaddy. How many episodes is there left now? This is number seven. Oh, that was very, I don't know if that was very loud. This is number seven. Oh. So there's only another... Th- Eight, nine, ten. There's three more left. So if you I'm, want I'm yours, gonna up, I'm going to be upset when this ends. I will be. If you want yours read out, send it to podcast at rickshields.com. We've had so many; it's hard to get through them all. Well, we this can't, one, we literally can't get through them all. This one is um, again. I need your advice. Really, do this isn't an easy one to answer. This I'm, I'm fully in. So I've got my laptop in front of me. Nothing's on it. Okay. Just on my screensaver. No scrolling. No my phones. My phone's not dead, but it's just dormant. I. I I'm all ears. Okay, so uh, my name is Bleep. Um, okay. Don't use my name. Interesting name. <laughs> I got into golf last year during the first lockdown. I started off by going to my local driving range with one of my best mates for a bit of fun. 
And before I knew it, I was obsessed. Okay. Me and my mate had a few rounds at a local course um, at the back end of last year before the golf course is cl- closed again. Once the course is reopened this year, me and my friend designed, uh, decided to join a golf club in Stockport. I don't know if it is Stockport, but in Stockport, as my uncle and a few of his friends play there. I feel like it wouldn't be Stockport. Yeah, it feels like that's more of a yeah, established The fact club. he said in Stockport mm-hmm. makes me think it's something like a Bramall or well, a Bramall Park. He could be trying to throw us off the scent, potentially. True, true. Um, so if your friend at Stockport Golf Club turns up in five weeks with a brand new motor caddy. It's, it's definitely not him. Yeah, it's definitely not him. Uh, since starting, I've been given a handicap and I've been playing nearly every single day. Um, I've been playing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that went that went, that went went differently tonight than I expected. <laughs> that wasn't the dairy, that was me. I have been playing myself. Um, I've been playing by myself. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I've been playing, yeah, with myself. Um, with my best friend, who has also joined the golf club with me, and other people who have met at the club or friends who are only <laughs> members. Sounds even worse. <laughs> You've, he's been playing golf on his own with his friends and with people from the golf club. So he's got a variety of vibes. Yes. Um, here's the problem. My friend is around the same skill level as me, and we shoot around the same score. However, he has a really bad temper and often gets very frustrated whenever he makes a bad shot. This could include throwing his club, shouting at himself loudly, and being really snappy with me. This results in there being a really awkward silence for the rest of the game and brings down the mood massively. Snappy with him? Mm. It makes playing the game unenjoyable for me and makes me think I should have come out by myself or with other members who don't get so angry at the point where it's just no fun. This happens nearly every time we play. Oh my God. I understand golf can be a very frustrating game, and I'm not saying I never get annoyed myself, but the difference is I don't take it out on others and get super over-the-top angry or make everybody else feel like they shouldn't be having fun. Any advice would be much appreciated. Please don't use my name in bold font. Well, his mate needs to get a grip, doesn't he? Mm. That's a bit pathetic, that. I get the feeling it doesn't have his age, but I feel like he's quite young because his name, without giving it away, is, is kind a of a youngish name, name yeah. For when when another if I was playing with a golfer who was affecting my enjoyment of the game of golf, I'd have to bring it up. Certainly someone I'm playing with a lot. Like if he's making me feel uncomfortable, I would have to say, Listen, this is not fair. I'm I'm coming out, spending time, enjoying the golf course and you're making it making it not not enjoyable. Would you actually say that? You're being a it depends how close he is to him, yeah. Well thinks his best mate or one of his one of his close <clears throat> friends. I'd have to, I'd say to him, I don't wanna if you act like this again, I don't wanna play with you. It's almost like I, speaking like as a kid. Yeah. Would you do this face to face or on a text? I'd do it when he was most pissed off. What if he lamped you? Well, then I've had one fight on the golf course. <laughs> I got hit. This is a funny story. It was actually a match I played in college, right? And people in who went to college. I think you said you were 12 at this point. No, you were 16. I was 16. People who, who knew me at college would know this story. And uh, me and a lad who I didn't particularly see eye to eye, we were having a match. And it was only a nine-hole match, and during the match, he actually snapped his driver during the match because he right. must have hit a bad one. Over his knee it, or something. something yeah. Bent it or whatever, right? <laughs> so in his bag, he had a, a, a graphite shaft snapped in half, one with a grip end on it mm. and one with, the, obviously, the driver head on it. It was shoved in his bag, right? We get to the last hole, and the match is really tight, right? <clears throat> I don't give him a short putt to win the match. 
So foot, two foot, whatever it is. The greens are horrendous mm. where we played, right? Yeah. I don't give him this short putt to win the match, right? He misses it. And it's literally a foot. He misses it, lips out. The most disgusting. Now, I might have said something that riled him. I can't quite remember. But I think I think I said something along the lines of like, I can't remember. But it... Not trying to remember. It annoyed him. It annoyed him. And then we start walking off the green. He doesn't shake my hand. Right, so I'm walking off the green. I'm thinking, oh, I've won the match, don't really care. The next thing I know, he, he has his graphite shaft with his grip on. As I'm walking away, he smacks my arm with the graphite shafted. And I actually get a graphite like splinter in my arm. Oh, my days. Next thing, bags are on the floor. We're all on, like actually scut- scuttling on the floor. And there's two of us. It was like dead quiet Sunday night or whatever we're playing this match. Or might have been midweek. Literally just me and him scuttling on the floor. And it probably lasted about five minutes, and we both walked our separate ways and probably never spoke again. Who won? I won the match, I'm saying oh, that. No, 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 forget the match, you won the fight. Oh, come on. Um. Obviously. <laughs> um, it was like, it wasn't really, it was like, it was a bit of a pathetic scuffle. Try and talk me through the actual fight. Was it fists getting thrown, or was it, it more it like... It was very headlocks. Oh, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, headlocks yeah. and, no, come on, like, whatever. It wasn't as much like, Put your boots up. Let's go. Yeah. It was more like headlocks on the ground, almost like like wrestling, like submissions. Yeah, like wrestling, getting on top of each other, digging each other in the ribs, and things like Heck. that. I mean, it's a good. I've been in a few fights in my day. You might not think it, a pretty face like me, but I've, I've, <laughs> I've been a bad boy back in the day. I used to get in some scruffles. I used to. Oh my <laughs> this, god! This is a really funny story. We're completely going off this day, Rick. But um, for whatever reason, at college where I was at, I didn't see eye to eye with i mean a lot of people i'm not but i didn't see eye to eye with the football crew the football academy right right? not just a player the footy lads not just a team for whatever reason me and the football and and i'm talking a lot of young lads right for whatever reason i'd be for them right right and there was one day i got back back night back out from preston after a night out i was drunk and whatever and i'm walking back to my dorm and suddenly, there's like five or maybe ten of these football lads walking the other way, right? Oi, Shields. I leg it. And I mean leg it, right? And I'm running around college. I'm trying to get scuffed. These are football lads. I'm a golfer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I probably had golf shoes on. <laughs> Knowing me going out on a night out when I was 16 to 18. And I'm running around the back of the campus and everything else. And suddenly, like, literally all of them managed to find me. And I just curled up on the floor as they just and kicked, actually- kicked the living Honestly, daylights out of me that yeah sounds disgusting so anyway i don't know if anyone you must have been all right i was a, i was a prat yeah i don't know why okay. i don't know whether it, i stealed several of their girlfriends probably something that's not back true in the day. let's get you know the... what I mean? let's be honest you know young good looking golfer like me probably just going around flaunting it is that ricky shields with his burberry hat on oh i want a piece of that <laughs> oh my days i can't get over this but yeah and then i, I only had one main fight at school Tell us that one as well, <laughs> we're at it. My mum always said to me, if you get in a fight, don't throw the first punch because then you don't get, you're not in blame. Mm-hmm. Which I found a bit of a weird theory because if I got knocked out the first punch, I'd always lose a fight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me and the lad, we didn't get eye to eye. Met on the park after school. Weirdly, I was look, I was sticking up for a mate of mine. Why are we talking about this on the podcast? But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> me, me and a mate were, uh, he was getting like bullied by this other lad. And I didn't, I didn't want to take it. So I, I, I approached him and said, you're out of order, whatever else. And, you know, back in the day, it was like we almost set a duel after school, you and me on the park, right? So everyone knew about it. Everyone in school knew about it, right? So me and this lad are meeting after after the park. And 
I always had in my head, my mum said, don't throw the first punch. Because if you, as long as you don't throw the first punch, you're not in trouble. Which I, I still yeah, found okay, a, a weird one, right? So I'm literally stood there, ready for this fight, and I had to let him throw the first punch. Because as long as he did that, then I could unleash the power. That's mad. So he threw the first punch. It didn't particularly land well, and uh, I finished it with a couple of blows. Anyway, that was... Uh, oh, my days. Just got me... Sorry, just cut you off. Got my Google up then. Anthony Joshua's Tyson Fury is off. Apparently, he's going to go ahead in Saudi Arabia August 14th. Anthony Joshua, one sec, Sky Sports News. Anthony Joshua has now said he doesn't want to unify the division and fight Tyson Fury. He wants to fight golf YouTube creator Rick, Ricky the Boy Shields. Oh, my days. Ricky Hammerhand. <laughs> I knew Rick was decent at golf. I knew he could make golf videos. I didn't know he was really hard and tough and a big scary man, and now I do. They used to call me Rick Hard when I was at school. Did they? <laughs> oh, Dick Hard. I don't know which one. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to remind people we've not been drinking tonight. Wow. All right, okay. Motocaddy, I'm really sorry. You've sponsored this section of the podcast. It's an absolute joke. So in order, uh, in answer to the dear Rick this week, um, fight your mate, beat him up. And... I just realised the lad who actually had a fight with at school, he's a, go- he's a keen golfer now. He might listen. How funny would that be? All right. Anyway, um... What you probably should do is not fight him on the 18th green. Send him a nicely worded message that you can take some time. Because if you do it face-to-face, you might get a little bit heated. You might get a bit agitated back. Confrontational. So this week, actually, it's not dear Rick. It's dear guy. It's send him a message. Type it out. Show it to your, your mum, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever. And read it. Maybe ch- ch- go through it. Change it a couple of times and just say, dear Brian. Um... I really think you're a great friend. Get on with you so well. Off the course, you, you know, you're great. Your, your attitude on the golf course gets me down a bit. It takes the fun out of it. Just maybe in future, just relax a little bit and, you know, let's let's bygones be bygones. <laughs> I'm actually sweating. I've gone so red. Well, that was good. Anyway, um, so dear Rick's done. Rick, that was funny. I, I don't advocate fighting, by the way. No. Always throw the second punch yes. to Mr. Shields. Um, I think I've got the best golf clubs in the world ever. Can I, can I tell you? Well, you know about this, but I wanted to elaborate well, for I know listeners about that it, care. Every day this last week at 8 a.m. in the morning before filming, you've been out on the chipping green perfecting your chipping. My prowess. chipping's good. This is my one handed chipping. I did. Somebody actually wrote did you actually com- get one in? No, but somebody actually left a, a comment on Facebook saying, Do you reckon you're better at chipping with one hand than Ricky's at two? And I would say yesterday, I would have said, actually, yeah. genuinely say, oh, yeah. yeah, I was yeah, unbelievable. They, um, I think I'm chipping, I think I chip better one handed. It's quite, you know, what's really good though, and it's basically. Which hand do you prefer, by the way? Right. Yeah. I was, did a little stupid Instagram story yesterday where I hit these five chips with one hand with my new wedges, which I'm going to come on to in a second. And literally, it wasn't fake. Hopefully, you could tell nearly everyone went in. They didn't act non went in, but they nearly all did. When I went that back two hands, honestly, it felt so easy. I felt like I had so much control. The club felt really light. So I know you see Tiger putting with one hand a lot. It might be a good little technique for people to try at home, just chipping on the garden or on the chipping green with one hand and go back to two. It feels easier. Anyway, people that listen for a long time or, or occur might know that I had Nike Engage wedges for, for ages. a long time. How many years are you talking? 2015, I think I got them. What oh. happened when I worked at Nike, I got given a massive tour bag full of the new wedges, literally so I could go to demo events and let people obviously try them. 
had every degree, every every loft, every bounce, etc. And they were rusty. And I loved them because the leading edge, when it was behind the golf ball, was really square. And they just suited my eye perfectly. And obviously, I've left Nike ages and ages ago. But I kept those two edges in the bag. I had a 54 and a 58 degree. Rusty ones. Loved them. And recently, I found that as much as I love the shape, they just don't get as much spin. I can just tell they're not gripping. So I well, thought, even when you've been like just chipping with my like tailor-made wedges, you notice in spin. Ridiculous. I almost felt like yours was spinning too much. Cause it was like you hit them, it just stops. So I was like, mine, I need to get some new ones. So I had to think about it. I've had Vokies before. I had Vokies a long time ago and I had them as a kid as well. And I always like them, but like there is a mass. They've done so well with the marketing because everybody, if you say what's the best wedges, most people say Vokey. Yeah. So I kind of got sucked into the hype a little bit. I got three SM8s. I got 50, 54, 58. But the key here is I wasn't interested in this dark finish because it comes off in the bunker. I don't have to time look rubbish. I didn't really want chrome. They've now released, fairly recently, I think, a raw finish. Nice. So they look chrome in the bag at the start, but over time they'll rust. I love them. I absolutely love The only thing I don't like, but I'm getting used to, they're a bit more rounded leading edge than I'm used to, but not massively. <laughs> but, but- if you net you, every single wedge you would ever try after those Nikes never, are going to be more rounded, like those that front edge of that Nike was, is ridiculous. It, but what I've also now found actually going against that is because the because the lead edge was so square, and I'm trying to use my phone and my, my hand. When I opened the face on the Nike, the face obviously was pointing to the right. Mm. With a more round leading edge, when you open the face, you'll have part of it that wants to face target. Yeah, so good. I quite like that, but. The feel, honestly, and I, this is obviously not... I can say it isn't a paid endorsement. Obviously, it's not a paid endorsement. <laughs> I don't get paid by titles to use the clubs, clearly. Guy is an influencer. No, but seriously, I mean, obviously, all wedge. I'm sure I could have got Callaways or TaylorMades or Cleveland, whatever it might be. But I really like the feel is awesome. So, really happy with them. Should I get some? I think you should, because you've got those TaylorMades, which are nice wedges. The only thing I don't like with those is how the face is rusty and the rest isn't. Like... Even the toe and the heel yeah. just looks a bit weird. At least with a fully raw wedge, it's just all going to over time. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two things. I'm going to get some new wedges. And I forgot to mention this earlier. After my round at Stockport, I actually went in the pro shop and bought a new putter, which might get an appearance. So you bought a putter? Yeah, I bought a putter. Explain. Well, when I say I bought a putter, I wasn't allowed to buy a putter. Okay. What the hell? So I went in the pro shop after I played at Stockport. The other day when we played? Yeah. Right. Gary Norcott, really, really good pro. Very, very Dan Webster vibe. Passionate. Passionate, pioneer, really interesting what he's doing. Great shop, right? <clears throat> so I'm in there. I've put it badly again at Stockport. I'm walking around the, the pro shop, as you do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pick up a putter. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's Oh, I like that. It was a... You're doing that camp voice as yeah. well. <laughs> I, did probably, I probably did say it out loud, ooh, I like that. <laughs> and then I... I'm Ricky Hart. <laughs> Rick Hart. And then I I, uh, I was like, what model is that? So it's an Odyssey, T something or other. So it's like it's very similar to mine, but it's got almost like a bar that sticks out the back, very similar shape to mine, but with a bar at the back, with a white bar. It's really nice. I was like, ooh, I like that, but the grip's too thin. It's a, added proper grip on it, like a normal putter grip. And I was like, oh... Well, you know what there's an assistant in the in the shop I think he was called uh, Callum maybe he can stick a, fat, a grip on it while I go and have lunch with Gary um, anyway I put that down I thought no don't be daft Rick two putters along brand new still in the wrapper exactly the same putter with a fatter grip on it I was Top like done. done so I went to Gary I said can I have that please and he looked at me like I've got two heads and said what, what do you mean you want that I went well can I buy that off you and he went well put it put it to the side we're gonna have lunch and we'll sort it after I go back in the pro shop after lunch and everything else, lovely. He, um, I said, oh, I'll take that putter off you. He went, I, I don't want you to pay for it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want me? He wouldn't allow me to pay money for it. 
So we give you for free. So I just took, I just walked away with it. So thank you. Well, it's and good, tried good, to pay good for plug it. for his pro shop on the podcast. There you go. So it's in fact he's done a clever thing. There. He's it? Thought, he's, yeah, he's seen you come in. <laughs> so I can make hundred and odd quid now on this putter. I can give it him for free. Get a shout out on this amazing podcast that gets listened to by a few say, millions, but a few people. Good exposure. So that's Gary Norcott. Gary Norcott. At Stockport Golf Club. Yeah. Just go in, say Rick sent you, and who knows what he might give you might for give free. You free. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll try that. But I might use that putter next week. We'll see. But I, if I'm going to get some new wedges, I'm going to try something. Either I might go Vokies with you. I'm going to match you, potentially. Or, you know what? I really fancy a kind of pink wedge, potentially. But I'm going to go parallel, thicker grip. Oh, okay. So a couple of layers lower yeah. on the hand. So have it all the same thickness yeah, all the way down, but slightly thicker. So that when I grip down, yeah. it doesn't feel too skinny. Yeah, yeah, a few brands have done that before. Because I feel like, and we spoke about it before, James Robinson we had on the podcast and who did the YouTube videos for us recently, he grips right down on these little yeah, chip shots doing and you that like now. that. It just feels too thin for me. Yeah, if you get an extra layer on the right hand, it should pad it out a bit. So who knows? What new what's in the bag potentially coming soon with, yeah. a, with a free putter? I mean, I'm saying, I, I, it's just mad. I mean, why do I buy a putter? But I've got a few at home. But yeah, but that's the thing with a putter. What I love about putters is because the technology has changed to some degree. But equally, you could go and play around. If you went and played around a golf tomorrow, and you're given a 30 year old driver, it's going to affect your score probably, isn't yeah. it? A 30 year old putter, especially exactly. if you like it, it, it might actually help your score. So exactly. sometimes there's been tales of like tour pros, didn't haven't they? Before an event, they've gone into a pro shop and bought one. You just get a feel, and like, it's one. Is it Jim Furyk bought like a twenty five pound putter or twenty twenty five dollar putter? There was somebody that was like well known that did, but I think with a putter as well, and it's probably again every custom fit will probably say this is ridiculous, but you can just stroke. Even not even well, it's nice to hit a putt at least, but just even stroking, it, you go, I love the feel yeah. of that. I feel super square. I feel like I'm never going to miss. And I think one tip I have to this before, and it's it's because I've done it wrong myself before. If you can afford not to, never sell a putter. Yeah. Unless you have to trade it in. Because yeah. you know realistically, if you get if you've had a ten year old drive, an old Ping G five, whatever, and you're getting a new one, you can trade it in, you might not get much yeah. for it, I'll give it to a mate. You're never gonna want to use it again, really. But with a putter. I mean how many so times nice to keep hold of them. I've had the even roll in my bag for ages and, I, and there's been many times I've swapped out and used a different putter. You, Gone back but to I've that. always gone back to that one. If I sold it, I'd have been gutted. Yeah, no, it's a good good <clears throat> tip if you can. Obviously, sometimes it's difficult. Do you want some Facebook questions? Let's fire through some. Um, so, um, we've got the only problem is we've got a new setup. I've got no idea how long we've been running for. What's About the time? 45 minutes, I think. 45. Yeah, 45 minutes. That's pretty good. So, a bit of a nerdy one to start with, but from David Paul Is GC Quad now better than Trackman? I've always thought it's better than Trackman, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, obviously, I use uh, GC Quad. For me, it's more reliable. Um, I like how the display is. I think the graphics on it is ridiculously better, in my opinion. Um, the only thing, and I've mentioned this before, the only thing I hate about GC Quad is those reflective dots you put got to put on the club face. It's annoying. It's the most annoying thing. Where Trapman now does also monitor strike. I've never actually tested it on Trapman yet, but you don't have to put anything on the golf club. <clears throat> The only thing is that you're very different because if you are a club pro, a Gary Norcott, let's just say, and you've got a GC quad, when you get a new demo kit in, you yes, you have to put them on, and then they're done then. Yeah. If you have a lesson in it, might be more difficult occasionally, but yeah, I know what you mean. That's the only thing they need to try and upgrade. The only thing I don't like, but yeah. apart from that, I think GC quad's better. The only thing I would say, if I was having like a fitting studio or well, an outdoor thing, as good as GC quad is, sometimes, because it's obviously only tracks it like instantly, if you hit a left one and then it moved to the right with the wind, it won't yeah. really show it, whereas no. Trapman would actually show the real flight. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm pros with you and on cons that. to both. Ideally, you'd want both. I know it sounds ridiculous, but. You see tour pros now with both, don't you? Bryson and stuff are often on both. You see a lot of tour pros with GC quad now. Yeah. A lot. GC quad is better, I would say. Um, Peter Garrett, 
gravy or curry sauce when having a chippy? It depends what I'm having it with. Good answer. Chips, obviously. <laughs> fish. Fish chips, it's gravy. I'm a pie, but I'd go gravy as well, yeah, in that so instance. So I'd go fish, chips, gravy, mushy peas. Yeah. Okay. If I wasn't having um, fish, so if I was having a steak and kidney pudding. You know, reminded me of, by the way, kept saying fish. That fish and a rice cake video. Fish and a rice cake. Then I have fish. Then I have fish and a rice cake. Then I have fish. So if I was having chips, steak and kidney pudding, weirdly, I have curry sauce. Yeah, yeah. that is weird. Um, I do love curry sauce though and chips. Yeah, if I was just having chips on their own, I'd probably have curry sauce. Oh, 100%, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, good answer. Uh, Alex Copeland, upgrading irons from 1994 versus getting lessons... What's going to make a bigger difference to his game? 1994. 1994. Ooh, they're quite old, aren't they? But it, it depends what they are. I still think lessons. Do you think? Because again, it sounds daft. If we go with those 1994 clubs of James Robinson, mm. the one we've had on channel recently, he play awesome. Yeah, he didn't give us enough information there, but I would say if it's like 1994 pings that are quite chunky, Correct. maybe still good. So yeah. 100% lessons. If he's got some tiny blades of his father-in-law that's that are like literally tiny to use and dead traditional lofts, possibly getting some clubs might yeah, help. Yeah, that's true. So it's more on the actual club than the, than the year. Um, okay, this is a decent one for you. And a bit of a dear Rick style, actually. It's from Kieran Johnson. Do you think it's acceptable um, to ask for a refund after playing an away course if it's shocking condition? Um, I'm not saying this is something that I would do, but I played a course recently, and the greens were absolutely awful to the point where it was almost in, it was pointless putting. You couldn't get a straight roll, and it made me think that I paid twenty five pound for essentially a product that's faulty. What's your thoughts? Well, I I experienced this a few times when I was a, like an assistant pro at Mia, and <clears throat> I wouldn't have ever offered a refund. I would have offered um, a, ticket, what, a rain check ticket. Rain check, yeah. yeah. So so if it. That would happen if it was bad weather. Um, and then it depends. I, th- I think we did have a bit of a policy where it depends on how many holes he'd played, mm. if it was actually bad weather. So if they played like 15 holes, we probably wouldn't have done it, which is a bit slide, really. Yeah, but that's the equivalent of if you order a burger and chips and eat most of it and leave a tiny bit and go, that was horrible. Well, why have you had it all yeah. If you had one chip and a bite of the burger, yeah. you should get a but refund. That, I'm thinking that's more actual weather. Like oh, right, weather, okay. Weather. Oh, yeah, fair if, enough. If they'd played the full 18 holes, like say, and the condition was terrible, that's probably where, to your point, you'd, you'd go, well, you've actually played 18 holes. You maybe should have Tough one. come in earlier than this and said it. But... It depends on the club. I think you're probably never going to get a refund. You might get, next time you play, we'll do it for half price. Or next time you play, we'll give you a buggy for free. Or next time you play, you know, I think most clubs would invite you back for another time playing when the golf course is in better condition, yeah. I think. It's worth asking if you, if you play, if you've yeah, yeah. used your hard-earned cash. I mean, unless it's something ridiculous like there was, I don't know, can't think of an example. What's something annoyed that's not really their control? If there's a slow group in front of you that yes. were also visitors, it's not the not the club's fault, no. is it really? But if it was something like there or was someone had vandalised the green, yeah. it's not the club's fault, let's say. Yeah, but if it was just that it was actually in poor condition, yeah. But then I suppose what where do you lie when when the courses do greens work? Because that has to be done. I think the other thing, I, I, this is something I remember doing again as an assistant pro. We would have a really good communication with our greenkeepers, and they would tell us from this point, from the first of October till the fourteenth of October, the golf course is going to be under man- under maintenance. 
So anybody that's booking in, please tell them. Did they get a reduced fee? I think we did do it like a winter fee or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I think as long, I think it's the worst when you go to a golf club, think it's going to be in pristine condition and you get there and it's not because there's course maintenance where that should have been communicated when you book the, book the uh, but a lot of bookings happen online and stuff now as well, yeah, don't they? True. So there's probably not as many actual conversations that take place. Jordan Bryant has asked, how important do you both feel that decent footwear is when playing golf? And also, do you prefer spikes or soft spikes? <clears throat> I, pref- I We don't have spikes over in the UK, no, do we? Soft it's just spikes, soft spikes really. or For spikeless. me, I've really gone off like trainer styles playing golf. Mm. I really have, unless it's literally a beautiful sunny day in, in, of an evening, because even in the morning on a beautiful day, you can get, get a, a little moisture. Bit, yeah. And even like, when, I was surprised when we played with Jack at Celtic Manor, like he had the trainer styles on. Yeah. And I thought for for such a high level pro. Is he on tour as well? Like, it surprises me they don't wear spikes. I think I would, I used to wear spikeless a lot more than what I do now. I feel like I wear spikes much more again now. You know why that is? Because you're playing for a score. Yeah. And it does actually make, I honestly think, and it's a stupid analogy, but if I had to go and play golf my mortgage tomorrow and had to shoot under 80 yeah. or whatever, I'd probably wear spikes yeah. and I know I'm not going to get any slipping. Yeah. Whereas in trainer style, as good as they are, as comfy as they are, you do get a little slip yeah. occasionally. It's not yeah. an excuse. It can literally lead to a bad shot. The only thing I do prefer with trainer style is I, I do prefer putting with them weirdly. And maybe that's a bit close to the floor. I just feel, feel like break. you're a bit more connected to the ground, yeah, as daft as it sounds. But I can sacrifice that to make sure I don't slip on a tee. Yeah. Joe McCabe has asked, um, Guy and Rick, why is golf so addictive? It seems like it's an all-in or... Uh, sorry, let me move that again. It's, oh, yeah. It's an all-in or all-out sport. I just started to play during the pandemic and I spent so much time looking at videos and equipment now. No other sport I've, in, if I've ever been involved with was like this. Because you can't complete it. Nice. And that, that's... You cannot... Say you've had a perfect round of golf. It's true. So if you play football or support a football team, if you get the three points, you're pretty happy. You might, you might have played better. You might not have kept a clean sheet, but you've you've got the three points. The, the, what is a perfect match in football? 3-0. Win away. You go and that away happens and all you the time, win. doesn't it? Yeah. Where in golf, you cannot get a perfect score. Because even if you shot 18 under, that's still not a perfect score. It could have been hole in one every hole. I know that that's but that no golfer has made a perfect score. So that's why it's so addictive. But even I suppose it's even one. like darts and it, like we got into darts loads and loads and loads and we were always after the the, the one eighty or whatever. But like even doing a nine dart checkout, that's weirdly completing darts or a one four seven in snooker. That's mm. completing snooker to a degree. But in golf, you cannot complete it. You can't perfect it. I think that's one thing. And I think the other thing as well is even somebody knows there's a million miles of completing it. If you're a, a new golfer and you play golf for six months and you're going to break 100, you're unbelievably happy. Yeah, certain milestones, isn't it? then there? it's like, I want to beat 90. And yeah. I did that a bit. I've been a little running recently and I tried to beat 20 minutes for a 5K on a treadmill. Admit, this doesn't quite count, but still. I did it the other week. I was over the moon, literally buzzing for probably a day. And I wanted to do it a bit better. And yeah. a bit better and then as soon as I want to try and get into the 18s and then there's no stopping but I suppose at the same time there comes a point where I know physically unless I change I, I can't really get much but with golf you probably think I can always get a bit better I've hit exactly. a shot that I know is as good as scratch handicap could do so if I do that again and again and again and again I'll get down to the scratch myself interesting 
I think we're going to have to wrap it. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Hopefully enjoy the, the podcast. We've got some new mics, new audio. Hopefully that came through on the video, on the uh, <clears throat> podcast audio. And also make sure you check out the full episode on the YouTube channel. YouTube. And last thing, I don't like asking this, but if you listen on Apple and you like it, please give us a rating. Not had as many five, well, not had as many ratings recently. So give us a five star and um, an email, podcast.rickshield.com. Thanks, Guy. Cheers. I'm going to get in the gym. Get training for my big boxing fight against AJ. I thought you were saying Mark Crossfield then. I'll take on the other YouTubers later. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you soon.